Hello and welcome to Watch What Crappens, a podcast for all that crap we love to talk about on Yield Bravs. I'm Ronnie. Guess who I'm with today? It's Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Good. How you doing today, sweet guy? Just fabulous. So excited to start a whole new week of podcasting with you. Oh, yes. We just finished our Winter is Crappening podcast. That's our House of the Dragon recap. So go subscribe to that if you like that sort of thing, if you're into that sort of thing. Also, um, tonight is Monday night. Okay. Well, we hope that's when you're listening to this right now, Monday. Um, But if not, it's every Monday. Okay. We do take a seat. It's our live show over on Spotify Live that starts at 7 p.m. Pacific time. We talk to you guys, uh, talk about whatever you want, really. It's super fun. Um, <clears throat> join us for that. Also, we do Crappens on Demand videos a couple of times a week and bonus episodes on our Patreon. So go to Patreon, look for Watch What Crappens, and thank you to everybody who supports us over there. We sure appreciate it. Love doing all that stuff over there. But today, not but, and today, it's a very important announcement. It is Real Housewives of Potomac Day! Holler! Holler! So glad to have this show back. Ugh, one of the best on Bravo, for sure. They're back in our lives, and they're already messy as hell all over the internet, being, well, Twitter, at least, being just messy as hell, and I love it. There was a big story this week that broke Mia... We'll talk about it on Take a Seat later, but Mia's family stole all their money. Um, Gordon's brother oh. stole all their money, so she's poor now, which I can't believe wow. we're not getting on camera. And um, then she's accusing one of the new friends of her husband of spousal abuse, and then they're all fighting about that. I mean, it's crazy. This show's going to be lit. This is going to be a crazy season, so I'm super excited. This is this is a cast that knows the assignment. Like they get the assignment. They, they understand it. Um, they, they get in a way that other casts don't. And to see them back on the air is just, it's so wonderful. This is a big, huge cast and all of them do great work. You know, it took a while for them to get, get to every cast member for this episode, which is probably why it was like a supersized season premiere, but like they all, they all just bring their a game. They really do. Even Robin, Robin sort of like, always kind of boring you know but like her a game is being the boring one like that is her role you know they they all do a good job and i'm just so happy to have them back i was also so intrigued by the artistic choices that this show went for uh it reminded me um of that one season of real housewives of orange county where before every scene they would show like waves crashing or a beach and it would just be quiet. And then the music would come in. It was sort of like a strange big little lies thing. And so for now for Potomac, what they're doing is they're showing flowers or bumblebees or grass or deer. And it looks pretty. And then it goes boom. And then like it gets sad and looks like everything <laughs> dies on screen. Yeah. They're doing their big spring episode. So it's like, wow, it's spring. That's the theme, but look how we can kill spring. Dun, dun, dun. Like, here's a flower. Boom! A sneaker just stepped on the flower. That like, was oh. the best part when they showed the beautiful flowers and then they showed them slowly dying. I was like, what poor <laughs> PA had to sit out there and time lapse that I shit? I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were definitely like trying to be like, look, everything looks wonderful, but there's there's rot underneath. I was like, no, it looks like there's rot on the surface. <laughs> Nothing looks perfect at all. Yeah. Um, so we opened with sweet choir sounds, some hints of Salt Lake City, and we see the cherry blossoms and the flowers blooming, and then a homeless person just taking a poo on the flowers. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> And then the music comes in, and it's like, and we see Karen and Giselle walking down the street together. I mean, you see, this cast makes an effort. They're like, okay, we'll just have Karen and Giselle be friends right now. That'll be fun. Why not? Well, because it's an, it's you know, it, it has to alternate. One one season premiere, they are friends, and the next season premiere, they're not talking to each other, and they have to go through like hoops to make apologies to each other. So this is what this is a they're starting the season as friends cycle, which is good. They get it again. You like every other season, you have a few. You cannot have a few two seasons in a row. So Karen's like, well, look at this. It took cherry blossoms to get us to have a moment here in beautiful Surrey County, USA. It's like, ah, uh, this is the. United States Capitol. Surrey County, like I said. And Karen, uh, this season, is going to be playing a Louis Vuitton knockoff detective who fishes. I'm not really sure what this outfit is, but it's like a crazy LV knockoff jumpsuit with a matching fisherman hat. So I thought it was more like a Burberry. I thought it was like a Burberry, like uh, Burberry on Burberry on Burberry. But again, I'm I not mean, a fashion maybe. guy, so N- I can neither be wrong. one of us would fucking know. I'm just guessing. LV, go with <laughs> We're like Burberry. it's Calvin Klein. Is that Laura Ashley that she's wearing? It's definitely not Laura <laughs> Ashley. I just say Louis, Louis Vuitton because it's brown. So everything brown, I'm like, oh, the Louis color. Either way, she's she's matching the top and the shirt. And she's got that kind of like a bucket hat kind of thing going on. And she does look like an old-timey detective. Like I, I was expecting her to pull out a, a magnifying glass and look for footprints. Yes. And so they're just joking with each other. And Giselle's like, you know you love me. Yeah. And Karen's like, I didn't say I didn't love you. I just said I'll eat your ass up if you fuck with me. Well, my ass tastes good, though. So... They set up a picnic blanket in the middle of these cherry blossoms, and um, and Karen just goes cherry blossoms, and then um, uh, we see Ashley. Uh, well, no, they say that Ashley is going to be joining them, um, and then we see that she's been doing a lot of TikToks lately. And Karen's like, "Well, I think that's her therapy. She did tell you she's getting divorced, right? I got so many questions like, how did we get? How did we get there? How did they wind up getting divorced?" And she's like. We're talking about Michael Darby. Ah, I don't think that's a big question as to how they got there. Ah, yeah. Um, and you know, duh. Like we've seen since season one, what a piece of shit he is. And we knew that Ashley was just waiting for that five years of their prenup to be up. I mean, she basically said that. She's like, "Well, then mm-hmm. I want a second one. <laughs> we need to have these kids. Hurry!" So um, we keep thinking back like to season pre- one, which I think is very fitting because Giselle's wig is definitely a throw back to season one what's happening with giselle how is she going backwards with wigs and hair pieces Wait, in the in her interviews or in the uh, at the picnic i don't know but i put giselle's sad wig <laughs> as a throwback to season one just a general comment yeah just i think it's like <laughs> lopsided or something so she's like you know i'm not shocked because Ashley told me, yeah, but Michael has been in those hotels doing his thing, but I love my girl, la. So then Robin comes as a red head, a violet head, kind of a violet-headed 
like a choice, like a maroon, like a maroon head. <laughs> yeah, maroon. Robin's very like, I'm not boring this year. Look, I have a violet head. Um, it doesn't really work. It doesn't really help. Go back, go back, Robin. I need last season Robin hair. I loved her hair last season. She's like, excuse me, may I join you, ladies? And they're like, oh, hi, Robin, nah. And Robin's like, isn't this crazy? We live here. And you this don't. is like in our backyard. I'm like, Robin, you live like two hours away. <laughs> How big is your backyard? Because that's, yeah, it's like many freeways <laughs> away from here, Robin. Yeah, that's like me going to like Niagara Falls and being like, isn't this crazy? I mean, <laughs> I'm from suburban New York and Niagara Falls is basically in my backyard. It's like, that's a full eight hours away. Uh, isn't it crazy? I live here. Like, Ronnie, you're in Paris. Oh, well, I'm on Earth. I meant Earth. We we are both on Earth. Paris is on Earth. Austin's on Earth. So uh, Karen's like, look at us all getting along. Now. So Ashley finally comes and she's like, hi, guys. How are you, ladies? And hugs all around. And it's been two months since they've seen each other. And... Um, Karen goes, oh, yeah, since that brunch. Well, I didn't know Giselle tried to choke me in that photo, though. No, I think that's hilarious. And Giselle says, well, you know, uh, Ray chokes you all the time at night. Ah, she says, mm, leave my Ray Ray alone. You know, with Ray, like, you know, that's like how Ray's doing. And she goes, well, you know, you know, we keep him young because, you know, here I am. I'm 17 years younger than him. And she's like, uh, last time we talked, it was two years ago. You were 14 years younger than him. Ma. <laughs> the years keep changing. Uh, and she's like, no, it's not me with a math problem. I think you mean Mia. And Giselle's like, yeah, what's with Mia? She's like, I'm confused with Mia on a hundred levels. Uh. And Robin's like, yeah, what's this activity with Mia on social media with her health? So now we see Mia's social media posts, and it says, it's like her like posing, and she's like, same time last week, doctor called at 7.30 in the morning saying, Mia, I'm so sorry, but your test results came back, and I need you to jo- go to Johns Hopkins Center today, the Cancer Center today, for a further evaluation. And also, she's she's so dramatic, because she goes, the doctor called at 7.31 a.m. I was like, oh, okay, it was 7.31. It's the okay. below deck timekeepers <laughs> were, were, were present. Right. So Ashley's like, well, wait, I mean, I thought she said explicitly that she had cancer. Oh, my God, Lisa Rinna not tattletailing on Kathy gave her cancer by proxy. <laughs> so Rob is like, well, I reached out to her, and I texted Praying for you. Well, it was really just an emoji, and I actually meant it for one, but it counted still. So then Mia posted then today, that day, saying, So many of you reached out to check in. I want to let you know that I'm okay. And each day comes with new challenges. So, like, for instance, like when you have a sign on the wrong part of a desk at the joint chiropractic. So far, no cancer, although I'm still undergoing testing and will surgically remove the two lumps from my biopsy. And Robin's like, well, I mean, I'm sick, I'm not sick, I'm sick, I'm not sick. That's not something to play around with. It feels very attention-seeking to me. And Ashley's like, yeah, that's what I thought, too. And so Karen says, oh, so you girls, you're just out of concern, right? And Giselle's like, who plays with cancer? Yeah, and Robin's like, you don't put the big C word out there unless you're serious about it. And um, Ashley is like, I'm fine to ride with it, but like, don't tell me I'm on the wrong train. 
Yeah. And so they basically all think this is super weird. And Karen says, well, you're saying her means of communication is weird, but mm, that is little judgment, Giselle. Mm -hmm." And I agree that it's different, but we have to hear it out. And that's a very important line, because later Giselle's like, you agreed that it was weird. And Karen (laughs) is very careful to word it to not get Mia after her ass. The semantics are a big thing this episode because there is Karen saying it's weird. There's Ashley saying whether or not they're divorced or separated. Um, there's there's all sorts of uh, arguments that come down to very specific word usage. But I love that this. Sorry, I love that this show just says it. They're like, uh, yeah, it seems attention seeking to me, straight up. You know, we're on the yeah. other shows where we've seen this, like Orange County. It's like, I brought in my friend who's a psychic. So let's see what he has to say. And the psychic's like, oh, I think your friend's boyfriend might be faking cancer. I can't believe a psychic said that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, thank God for that, because that is such a hilarious thing that we all lived through. You know? Yeah, but Potomac doesn't <laughs> fuck around. In. It's like the episode, the very <laughs> first episode. Psychic. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Karen's, so, yeah, Karen's like, well, I don't play with fake announcements about your health, and I don't believe that that's what it is, and, and I hope it's not a cry for attention, because you know who cries out for attention? Ray! In bed, because we have an active sex life. Mm -hmm. And Karen's like, well, personally, I would not have gone to Instagram. Mm -hmm. I would have gone to Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's just me. That's what I do. I pray. Oh, please. You're on Instagram (laughs) all the fucking time. (laughs) You probably pray Uh, on Instagram. Well, I would go to Jesus on Instagram. (laughs) I would pray to Jesus on the gram live. Well, before I pray, I would actually just gossip with my friends under cherry blossoms. But then I would pray afterwards. So Giselle's like, Ashley, uh, we've been very concerned with you. Uh, I shared your getting divorced. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. And um, And Ashley uh, says, this is also important later. She goes, it's true. (laughs) So just for this fight coming up later, that's important. So Robin's like, I'm so sorry. And Karen's (laughs) like, well, how do you uh, go to that direction? I mean, you just had a baby. And Ashley's like, well, I don't drink. And they're like, <laughs> Giselle's like, uh, well, so you're moving in different directions, ah, uh, because now you don't drink, uh, and the whole time you were drinking, uh, it comes down to drinking. And she's like, well, that's actually just like one example. Like, we're not as sexually compatible anymore. And it's been like four months now, and I realized he's a creepy old man, which made it very sexually incompatible for me. And we had an incident in Miami where there's like a lady who was interested in me, and Michael was interested in that situation, and I didn't want it. Ashley, you gotta love Ashley. Well, I stopped drinking. So now you're not compatible because you're not drinking. Have you seen Michael? Yes, she's not gonna want (laughs) to fuck Michael if she can't get drunk. (laughs) And then then she finally decided because she wanted to fuck a girl in Miami and didn't want him to to be part of the threesome. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So Rob's like, I thought that was old news. Hey, by the way, have we talked about me getting married to Juan? So. <laughs> so uh Giselle is like, so he wanted the threesome uh, and you didn't want it, uh, so it didn't he didn't want to be with you anymore. Uh and she's like, No, no, no. It's just that more like we've been drifting apart, you know, ever since we got married. Um, there was a prenup that lasted five years, and then there was a baby so that delayed it, and then there was a pandemic. So anyway, so now that we're finally able to do this, 
I'm going to say we drifted apart. Ashley's so full of shit, and I love it. She goes, well, after having Dean, I told him I wanted monogamy. I was like, okay, Ashley, yes, we're all feeling for you that your husband didn't want to be monogamous. You literally just told a story about how you wanted a threesome, but not with him. I I mean, come on, Ashley. I I thought that story was that actually he wants a threesome, and she didn't want to have a threesome. No, she wanted – well, she wanted a twosome with a girl. She wanted to just have sex with the girl, but Michael wanted to join. And she was like, no, I don't want a threesome with my husband. (laughs) Either way, I mean, it's clear – like you said before, like it's clear waiting for the prenup to run out, and then, oops, there's another baby. So now finally that all – everything is like – Done. Pandemic is done. Baby has been had. It's like, okay, time to cut the cord. So Karen's like, well, clarification. Are you separating or divorcing? And she's like, well, you have to be separated for a year in Virginia, so we're separated. But also, he's been so caring. Like, we've been looking at houses. My budget is low, but he's like, look at these houses. And they're, you know, a bigger budget. Y'all are buying a house together. Ah. So funny. So Ashley says, no, they're going to buy it in the LLC, which is both of their <laughs> names. And they're like, that is not divorce, Ash. But Ashley's smart. You know, she's like, well, I could leave now because technically I get half and child support. But why would I do that if he's going to still pay for a big giant house? Like, do right. I mean to leave? Yeah. I mean, exactly. So Karen's like, well, this does not say divorce to me. This says, okay, I'm moving forward. And Robin's like, well, if you really want to get a divorce. And like, no one lets her finish whatever she's going to say. They're like, whatever. I don't think she wants a divorce. And, and Robin's goes, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Because when Juan and I divorced, there's no way I'm buying a house with Juan. It's like, oh, okay, so it's okay <laughs> to be divorced and rent? Like, uh, <laughs> It's like, I'm not going to buy a house with Juan, but we will still keep carrying on. We're like a married couple. (laughs) It's like, oh, so that's where you draw draw your line. Right. With Juan. So Karen talks about divorce getting ugly. And she goes, and um, he's going to start pulling bones out of your closet. So make sure you throw the whole skeleton at him because they don't play fair in a divorce. (laughs) Yeah. So um, Ashley feels, she basically feels like, oh, it's going to be amicable. Everything's going to be fine. But, um. You know, she is afraid that he could become vengeful. That that is something she's like. Really, <laughs> it's like Ashley. Do you hear what you're saying? Of course, he's going to become vengeful. Of course, it's he Michael. will. Last time we it's saw him, Michael. he was sitting on the edge of a, vaca- a volcano, crying about a ring. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so Karen goes. Well, this year is about springing forward, just like daylight savings time. So we're going to spring into spring and spring into new relationships and spring into relationships, spring into whatever the hell you want to spring into. The point is, I needed a theme for a party and this is the best I could come up with. (laughs) Because it's spring! And Giselle's like, well, I got no singing telegram as an invitation. There's no opera singer, no dead butterfly. What's happening to you? Wah! (laughs) She goes, fine. Spring into spring! (laughs) That's your damn invitation. So then we go over to our happy couple, Candace and Chris, going to a doctor's appointment. Yeah, my favorite thing on Bravo, the doctor's appointment. For a baby, baby doctor's appointment, your favorite thing. Also called it, called it. Yeah. So they go in, uh, they meet up with this fertility doctor, 
And um, Candace is going to be free, wants to freeze some eggs and everything. And so the producer is like, well, why do you want to freeze? Why is the, why have you decided now is the time to freeze your eggs? Which I think is such a funny thing to ask someone. <laughs> I think it's kind of like, like, well, <laughs> there's a biological clock, sir. So she's basically like, I'm, I need to do it now. Otherwise I'm only going to have two eggs left and no kids. Yeah. And, um, the doctor's like, well, you know, you're going to need to do two weeks of injections. And Chris goes, yeah, yeah. And where does that go? Where's that go? Where, where's the injections go? And she's like the fat layer he goes, well, yeah, there's an inch of them right there. It's like, are you just trying to already be the villain? <laughs> like, How much do you hate your life right now, Chris? Okay. It's your first scene, yeah. dude. And so Candace is sort of, you know, she's getting kind of prickly with Chris because the injections are going to require, the injections have to be on a schedule. Once they start, they have to be on a schedule. And she's like, um, well, you can't do that, Chris, with the schedule that you currently have. And he goes, oh, here we go again. And she's like, well, I just would like for you to have a consistent schedule when you're always off the same days, the same, every, you're always off on the same days every week. And he's like, oh, I consistently have two days off. And she's like, no, you don't consistently have two days off. I'm like, oh, God, they're having a two days off argument. Yes, they love fighting in front of people. You know, she's like, hey, where's the worst place we could fight? In front of the doctor. How about that? Let's yeah. fight in front of the doctor. So they start that. But also she's bitching about his schedule. You're a real housewife, uh, independent music artist. <laughs> And you're traveling all over the country. What the fuck are you <laughs> complaining about? So um, she talks about how Chris was working from home during the pandemic, but now he's working as a full-time manager. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, at a restaurant in the Hotel Washington. And um, she's really struggling with his new life. So the doctor's like, hmm, wow, well, this has been fascinating. So do you want to get your lab work done? Because that'll help with the dosing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is not fucking therapy. And she's like, well, I'm ready to get pregnant every Wednesday. And then Thursdays at 10 p.m., I'm like, I want to go on tour and do 5 million other things. So I just don't know. So in the car ride on the way home, um, fight time, because it's Candace and Chris, right? So she's like, I'm hungry. He goes, well, I'm hungry too, so it's making me cranky. She goes, well, I'm hungry, and I'm not cranky. And he's like, uh, you just hit me right now. <laughs> what are you talking That was about? a love tap. That was a love tap, okay? that was, a t And honestly, if you had consistent days off, you might understand the differences between my taps at this point, okay? And uh, she's like, how about helping me with my injections? Like, I don't know if I trust you to do it. Like, I need you to be on board. And I and like, I also don't, I don't love your work-life balance, okay? Here, I'm just gonna give it all out to you right now. These are the things I don't like about you. And he's like, hey, I'm working on that. And she's like, no, your schedule is never the same. And I think about it, about like, what it even look like to have a child running around because you don't even have a consistent time when you're coming home from the restaurant that you manage and I, the same, I'm thinking the same thing that you said, which is like, um, you're here talking about how you're going to re-release your album and you want you go want to go on tour with Faith Evans. Well, everybody gives Chris shit for living off of Candace's money. Um, but Chris gets a job and now she's mad that he's not staying around living off of her money because she wants that. She <laughs> wants like a personal assistant husband to stay home and raise the kids, right? Yeah. So she's like, well, you need to get oh, – oh, he's like, well, guess what? Life's not consistent. So you need to get over that mindset. Like I'm not in charge. And if they book an event for 200 fucking people, what the fuck am I supposed to do about it? It's like, yeah, sounds like a great father. Also, <laughs> don't you already have his kids running around? Don't they come live with them some of the time? Oh, so, yeah. yeah, you do know what it's like. And she goes, if you cuss at me one more time, and he's like, you don't listen, and that pisses me off. And Candace is like, well, me listening is not the problem. I hear what you're saying, and what you're saying 
is not consistent, okay? Because that's my whole thing, consistency. And he's like, so you don't care? Because I don't care because you're not, wait for it, consistent. There. You're not, not fucking consistent. consistent. Fucking she hates consistent. cursing, don't forget. She's like, oh my God, yeah. I can't believe you're cursing. I can't believe you're fucking cursing at me, fucking Chris. <laughs> uh, so then she starts flicking on their phone. They're still miserable. You two kids. Yeah. At least you're consistent. Terrible. Yeah. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a crappens commercial. So then um, the what, there's wedding music, and then the wedding music's like, and we're at True Food. Speaking of cherry blossoms blossoming and then dying on the vine, it's a Robin relationship scene. <laughs> With an added bonus of Shasha. So Robin walks up, and there's Char- and when Char- Charisse comes in, they hug, and she's like, wow. Wow, Robin, I love the color. And she's like, thanks. I'm just this old maroon thing on my head. Oh, well, guess what? In case you didn't know from every single time I say it every single season, I've known Charisse the longest out of everyone. Yeah, we were basketball wives together because Juan was on the team and Charisse was with the coach. So I've I've known her and everyone knows Charisse and the original Grand Dame title belongs to her. And Charisse is so Charisse. I love it. She's like, I love the color you wear. At least you change your hair color when you get bored. Some people add bigger boobs. Look at these. They're too big. They're too big. There's not even a letter for them now. Seriously. There's not even a letter for these boobs. So they order. And Robin asks her about her love life. And Charisse is like, love life, honey. You don't want to know about that. Since I've been on the market, I've dated two of the half people. I have more of a sexual relationship with myself. Yeah. I've I'm sleeping I'm dating two and a half people, two men and just a set of legs. It's very morbid, but I kind of get off on it. So Cherise asked about the date with Juan, and um, then we see clips of Robin and Juan's flakiness. It's uh, like all the way back to 1982. It's like, wow, the storyline is still going. I know, and Kashasha's like, so when's the big day? And guess what? There's no date and no plans. And the producer's like, are you even going to get married anymore? And Robin's like, well, I believe we should be married. So what was the question? And it's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Even Robin's bored of this. She's like falling asleep in her diary room. (laughs) And there's only one way to make Robin and Juan's perpetual wedding plans more boring. To enter into the prenup prenup discussion, like, oh God, is this gonna be this? Is this gonna be their arc? Is getting a prenup this season? I can't. I don't. I can't deal with prenup storylines anymore. They're going into the onto that list of things I don't care about. So she, yeah, she says she wants to ask Robin. Uh, she wants to ask Juan for a prenup, and Sharice is like, uh, did you find one? And she says, well, the first time I did, because I'm the breadwinner, and if the revolt, the roles are reversed, so I hope he doesn't take it the wrong way, but I don't believe that the person who makes less money should automatically get that half of the money. I mean, they didn't earn that half. It's like, well, did you earn the half that you gave to that dude who swindled you guys out of all your money just that's kind of a big one at this point that, that would be a big point in my argument if i was one i just feel like wow not only are we going through a prenup storyline but you kind of already have the answer to it like the prenup storyline is always 
oh, wow, will they get offended if I if I ask for a prenup? And it's like, you guys have already had a prenup. There's no mystery here whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> it's an even more boring hand, version than the boring storyline that already exists. Yeah, because I do think of that, that money that was swindled. But I also think, yeah, if she signed one, then he should sign one too. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, there's no... I feel like there's no mystery here. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, God, we're going to make us sit through this. They're trying to make it seem like, oh, maybe he'll get upset, you know? But Sharice, who is living very high on the hog because of the half that she got out of her divorce, is like, are you serious that so you don't think I didn't earn that half? And Robin's like, no, you didn't earn that half. Which, how dare you, ma'am? I mean, didn't Sharice raise that man's children? Like, give him children and raise that man's children? Does she have children? I mean, Shasha. Does, right? Yeah, I mean, like, did Shasha not throw crab boils? Did she <laughs> not build a champagne room? What? I mean, how did she not earn that half? Well, that half. Did was, she not organize a trip to Bermuda room. once? Yeah, that champagne room was built with the half. But uh, Robin's like, "No, you didn't." And Teresa's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? I'm entitled to half." And she's like, "Well, but if I'm the breadwinner, do you think he's entitled to half?" And then Teresa's like, "Uh, yes, I do." To support my own <laughs> argument, she's like, "You do not. You're just saying that." <laughs> Um, so then they start gossiping about Ashley and Michael. They're like, let's talk about something more interesting. Ashley and Michael are getting divorced. And so, um, uh, but then they all start talking about how they're looking for houses together. And Shasha's like, oh my God, you know, they, I don't believe this. They tend to have these stories. And I think she just wants a little attention from you guys. You guys are not giving her enough attention. You know whose fault this is? Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj told her she didn't have a storyline. So now here you go. This is, you reap what you sow, Nicki Minaj. And Robin's like, she gets enough detention from her TikToks. Um, so then we see the flowers. This is the real scene where we see the flowers yeah. blooming and then dying slowly. <laughs> and it's it's for Mia's scene, which, wow, these editors really had some psychic abilities on this editing day. Yeesh. Yeah, this Mia scene was very important to me because we had the surprise resurrection of the Salt Lake City Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song. Because Mia's in a, she's in a house now and she goes, She's like, guess what? I've moved to Potomac. And then we hear, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, finally, like, why has this song been on the back burner? This is like my jam and they never play it anymore. Yeah. So she's having a big family. Oh, by the way, when I said the flowers dying on the vine, I didn't mean the cancer. I meant the going broke this week, by the way. Oh, I was just like, wow, is that, that was really dark. I didn't mean it. I thought it was just sort of like, a general metaphor about how Mia always like says bre- these things, and then it turns out she says, "Oh, I may, ha- I may have been wrong about that. Oh, I think I may have misinterpreted." It's always like oh, a right. want, want with like her. Like the editors you know? are like, "Look at these cherry blossoms." Just kidding, they're dead. Um, so <laughs> Mia's like, "So I have moved to Potomac." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she's loving it because my kids go outside and they go in a circle. And I'm down the street from my good friend Karen. We're neighbors and we are just renting. But I still tweet that. I spent north of 65 grand. Maybe we should double check her friend who stole the money. Maybe it was just Mia spending $65,000 on home improvements on a rental. So, um, 
all the fr- like her whole family and friend they all come over they have they're having like a big gathering her mom is there and she says that things are still sort of like a roller coaster ride with her mom but they're gonna make it work and her mom's asking like hey have you heard anything for have you heard anything yet and me goes, goes for <laughs> she's like uh, uh cancer anything and she's like oh yeah oh i have a disease um, and they've ruled out that it's, but it's not in my lungs. So she has lumps, which is definitely very scary. And she's going through testing, uh, but there's no, no results. Wait, she has what? She said she has lumps. She's get she has lumps, which is why there's. Oh, I thought she said, so I have a disease, but they have to rule out it, that it's not in my lungs. She did say that, but then she also said that she had lumps. Okay. So she's waiting for biopsy results on that yeah so she's like well i do have two stitches from a biopsy so they have to remove the stitches and her mom's like oh okay so that's the news think like, about what okay let's just i won't ask <laughs> so then uh karen and ray show up and karen's like hold on ray ray stop 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 walking you're walking come on stop stop okay i forgot to zip my pants up oh look i just noticed they're not zipped Ooh, wild and wacky okay i zip them up now and ray's like oh okay ray's dressed like indiana jones for some reason by the way yeah they're both having a very like are they on safari are they detectives like that's the theme so mia's like oh my god you look gorgeous welcome home did you guys walk in the circle my kids love it kira's like "Mm, we had so much fun we had so much fun i just zipped up my hands don't tell anybody wacky karen (laughs) yeah and um they're talking about i guess like uh i guess they're talking about like cosmetic surgery. I don't know. I forget. Did Mia maybe get her boobs done or Karen or whatever? But Ray's saying how Karen he doesn't. Had a he's lift. not into. Right, she had a lift, and so Ray's saying he doesn't like that kind of stuff. And Karen tells us, mm, "Yes, Tiff and Fee have been lifted with a smile on their face. It's all natural, all me. And I was able to take a fat deposit and move it forward and sit it up. It was still sort of sagging a little bit, so we just put in a little little small bottle of La Dame under the one the left breast, and now everything looks great." <laughs> so then. Um she sees the mom, and the mom's wearing La Dame. She's so excited to see Karen. She's like, guess what I'm wearing? <laughs> and uh, so Karen's saying, everyone's so gorgeous. And then she's like, tell me a little bit of something about uh, Mia. And they're like, she's a steak entertainer she's with her boobs. No, 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 something else, something new, <laughs> something fresh. So Karen is then pulling, uh, so Karen's like, okay, let, that, was a, that was a strange moment. And uh, let's move forward from it. So let's go talk somewhere else. So she pulls Let's go somewhere. Away. Your family isn't, so I don't have to get any more awkward responses to i don't really feel like yes ending this moment so let's just go talk somewhere else (laughs) so she uh karen uh pulls it to another area and she's like thank you so much for letting me in i I was seriously worried about you so tell me what do you need for what for the the cancer someone has cancer you (laughs) what do i have oh Oh, right. Oh, I'm good, I think. And Karen's like, well, your first post. Now, listen, as a girlfriend, I have to tell you, because your first post scared me. And I'll be honest, it said John Cancer Ward. John Hopkins Cancer. That's what it said. And Mia's like, well, I remember crying with Jacqueline, my best friend. And she said, you know what? You should really be honest on your highlight reel. Because that's what social is. It's like honesty on a highlight reel. Am I right? 
<laughs> yeah, and Karen's like, well, I would have taken a different approach because mm, there would be naysayers, especially in our girlfriend circle. And she goes, it doesn't matter if they care. It's not their life. She's like, yeah, but there will be naysayers. About what? About your illness. I feel fine. But, okay, I'm not going to do this with you anymore, Mia. <laughs> <laughs> so then, if anybody's wondering where our deer shot is of the episode, okay, they give us the most incredible deer shot. It's this deer eating, and it's super close up to the deer's face, and yeah. it's like eating in slow motion. And they just leave it there. It's like, well, thank you, editors. I feel like that's a personal gift every time I see something like that. I think so. But it still goes, boom. And uh, and I'm like, did the deer just get run over? I mean. (laughs) Is the deer eating a baby? Like, what's happening? So here we are at bar one. Hmm, Where have I heard Mm -hmm. that name before? And before you even have a moment to say, wait a second, is that the bar one, like Peter's bar one? We see Wendy walk up and say, I have a meeting with Peter. I'm like, oh, no, why? I have a meeting with Peter. Mr. Thomas, hello. And he's like, uh, he's like, hey, I, I, I got Givenchy tea. I'm, I'm in the Givenchy tea. Hey, sit down, sit down. How much money you bring? How much money you bring? How much money you got on you right now? That's right. That's right. All right. She can, she can have a cup of something. What you want? Yeah, because she's like, she's like, can I have a water first? Yeah, 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 you can. So Wendy's like, so the, the last time I was here, um, you know, um, you know, uh, we were introduced to each other, and then um, uh, I, I was like, I want to do a Nigerian lounge. And what did you say? Uh, you what did what did you say? You said I'll do uh, it with you. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, what's your name? What's your name again? <laughs> You're pregnant, right? <laughs> No, I'm I'm not pregnant. You said I'll do it with you. You said I'll do the Nigerian lounge with you, and wow, of course you got Peter drunk one night at the club. He's like, oh, Nigerian lounge sounds great. I'll do that with you. And then <laughs> Wendy is the person who actually shows up and is like, we're yeah. doing that right. And she's like, she's saying how her life is so chaotic because she wakes up, she gets her kids to school, she focuses on her lessons for for her professor professor for being a professor. <laughs> and she looks over orders for Onye, Onye Home Essentials, and then she has speaking engagements, and then she has an upcoming book. She just lacks the opportunity to say no to opportunities. I'm like, well, I don't know if working with Peter is, I would consider that an opportunity as more of a trap, pitfall, <laughs> uh, thing you shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, you know, I, I have no knowledge of the hospitality business, but I do take notes. It's like, yeah, you're going to need Uh-oh. more than that to run a fucking restaurant bar, Wendy. Um, <laughs> I but, hope those you know, notes involve, I hope those notes and that research involves watching documentaries like, how did I get swindled or something like that, you know? Yeah. I don't think going into the hospitality industry without any knowledge of the hospitality industry with someone like Peter, I'm like, be careful. Yeah. And she's like, well, he had success in his business endeavors, and I did not approach Mr. Peter. Mr. Peter overheard my conversation and wanted to be part of it, so let the history books note that. I'm like, well, and you said yes. What do you I want history yes. to note here? This is terrible, Wendy, okay? This is terrible than your – this is worse than your single wick, okay? Yeah. She's like, I want to use my expertise in education in the lounge. Like, maybe it can be a library with books with all black authors and we can open up to kids from two to four. <laughs> and Peter's like, oh, 
Listen, even, I'm Peter Thomas, and even I can tell you it doesn't work like that, okay? <laughs> I have a lot of bad ideas, but that one, that one's pretty bad. Even I got to say, I mean, I, I'm the one who came up with Peter's brew, okay? Now, listen, so, uh, I was two years old in the bar, so I could see that, but ain't no two-year-old want to read in the bar, okay? <laughs> so he's like, now look. I will put up, I've got to put up my, I think this is a good idea. I'm going to put up my money. I will totally put up my money, but maybe you should put in your money first. Okay. Maybe you should do that. I was like, this could not sound like more of a scam. Like that's, isn't this a classic scam thing? Like I'll put in my money and then you put in your money and then we'll have it. Just deposit your money to this bank account. It'll be totally fine. And, um, he's saying that out of a hundred percent, she'll get 20%. And he's found a place in Harbor Point, probably the best zip code in Maryland, but it's going to cost $1.5 So if you buy 20%, that's uh, $300,000. And she's like, uh, what? She's like, I would need my husband to sign off on that amount. Yeah, you're going to need your husband to sign off on you investing in a restaurant, Wendy. With Peter Thomas. And Peter's like, well, you won't see a return for the first 18 to 20 months. But that vision that we talk about, I mean, you're talking about $8 million a year. But, I mean, the net is 25%. And then you only get 20%. So I did the, I crunched the numbers, Ronnie, that 25, 20, the 20% of 25% of $8 million is $400,000. So she would not get $400,000 until about two years later. So And then half of that goes to taxes. So in two years... She will have recouped two-thirds of that $300,000, and probably by then the restaurant will be closed because restaurants close quickly. So to me, I would say pass. Pasadena, as Kyle's family says. So Eddie doesn't want any part of this, right? And then we see a clip of Eddie being like, I don't want any part of this. So <laughs> Wendy says, um, she, he doesn't like that I can't manage what's already going on in my life. So he doesn't want to invest with no guaranteed results. And Peter goes, well, you better convince him. You better put it on tonight, baby. <sighs> Fucking Peter. Ugh. And then someone on this show starts dating Peter. I cannot with this show. Isn't it Giselle? Isn't Giselle start to, I don't know. He's such a leech. It's crazy. So now um, Ashley goes over to Uncle Lump's house. I love Uncle M Lump because he's like the only one who I can talk sense to Ashley. She doesn't listen, but like I just love when he kind of – I love that he hates Michael so much. And I love when he kind of like gives uh, Ashley some real deal advice, you know? So Ashley's talking about how her – oh, wow, she has a renewed relationship with her family now that Michael's not there. <laughs> and because uh, now, uh, you know, he was kind of like tearing everything apart. So she's really happy about that, and she uh, she goes over there and she starts telling Uncle Lump and Aunt Monica and her mom that she and Michael are planning on getting a house together, and they're all just looking at her like, um, so who wants to be the first one to start? <laughs> who wants to do this? Who wants to say? Who wants to speak first? Yeah, and she's like, well, the prenup said just alimony, but the prenup's not valid anymore because we made it over that five year hump, so. Um, I'm not going to say how much he makes, but I'll say he does really well. And the producer asked her how much she would need to live. And she goes, I don't know. I don't pay for anything. So now they're like, dude, this isn't going to be your house. And she's like, well, it's going to be in the LLC. And then my name is on the LLC. And Lump's like, what the fuck kind of life are you living? What are you doing? Are you getting a divorce or creating a candle business? Like, what the hell? 
And she hasn't even hired a lawyer yet, by the way. And then he's like, oh my God. And she's like, she's like, well, no, I've like made it very clear that I'm like just starting the process right now and I don't have the answers right now. And he's like, okay, well, that's why you speak to a lawyer. You need to speak to someone who's legally experienced. So you don't want to be in a position where this guy is pulling all the strings for your future. You need a lawyer. She's like, got it. Skip the lawyer and just sign all the dotted oh, lines. Ashley, you idiot. And you're friends with so many people who are married or have been married to rich men. Like, you give them time, he's going to be like, okay, why don't we just not do anything and you just move into this house? And then he's got his time to invest all of his money in shit you're not involved in and hide that money. Stop. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, just speak to Eddie for crying out loud. I'm sure there's someone in his firm who could help out, or you know someone. God, get someone. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. And we go over to Giselle's house, which is looking a lot better than it did last year. I mean, it's still Giselle style, but you know, it's built. <laughs> it still definitely is like the East Coast version of the Winchester Mystery House, but that's okay. That's Giselle's vibe. And she's like, yes, uh, my new house. Look at that. Uh, we have a circular driveway now. Wow. We have a burglar. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's just inside and she's with her daughters, her wonderful daughters. And a box has arrived. So Karen has decided, I, I guess they shamed Karen into giving a better invitation than just singing on a picnic blanket. So Karen sent them all boxes of tacos to celebrate springing in the spring. And this invitation that everyone, they show everybody being terrified to open this invitation because it's from Karen, you know, and the kids are like, I don't want to open the box. Um, it's like, well, how many Gwyneth's heads can there be? You know, we see an ep- <laughs> uh, we see the episode where the, the uh, dead butterflies fell out of the box. <laughs> and then we see uh, the, ep- uh, the invitation and it's such a Karen font. It's very like. Uh, renaissance fair type it's like mm. the celebration of spring fun um come with an open mind and open heart if i go i know you'll go wherever we go i'm asking all show no fits no fights no feuds no egos amigos together through thick and through thin all out or all in it's me and for you. Oh my God, this is the song from Gypsy. That's hilarious. Why didn't they mention that? <laughs> She's basically doing the Gypsy song. Wherever we go, whatever we do, mm, we're gonna go through it together. Um, together, wherever we go. That's amazing. <laughs> It's like all well, the lyrics. Uh, wow, Karen. You outdid yourself, Karen. I, no one got this but me, but God, I loved it. I'll be there. <laughs> Is it really? Was it really the yes. like a, a play on the lyrics of from Gypsy? <laughs> yes. Wow. That's funny. That's actually awesome. But she added like a taco, you know, frisson to it. And in fact, there's yeah. actual tacos there, and everyone's afraid of the tacos except for Rob. And Rob is like, what? It's free food. <laughs> so, um, cause like, who knows how long those tacos have been in there for? I would not eat tacos that came in a box like that, like unexpected taco. I need to yeah, see the they origin look of like taco. fish tacos, right? Really weird. It did, I don't know how refrigerated those boxes have been. I don't know how long those tacos have been in there. Like, were they packed yesterday? Yeah, I don't no know. one pulled the boxes out of like an ice pack delivery box, you know? So Giselle yeah. reads the card and she goes, Who wrote this? Sir? Dr. Seuss. Um, Dr. Sondheim, how dare you? How <laughs> Dr. dare you? Sondheim. 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the next invitation will be like, come to my spring is sprung party. We'll be serving greens, greens, nothing but greens. <laughs> so back to Giselle and the kids. Giselle's like, I don't know what spring is. Ball gown? Do I wear a ball gown? This is very church, right? And her kid's like, oh, my God, Mom, I thought we upgraded the wardrobe. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, her twins were just like, no, mom, this look, no, that is giving church. No, that's, mom, that's so boring and bland. So she finally pulls out like a pattern jumpsuit. They're like, I guess that'll, we don't want to do this anymore. So we're just going to say, yes, that looks great. So Mm then Giselle uh, FaceTimes Robin to find out what she's going to be wearing. And Robin's like, oh my God, look at the twins. You guys look so mature. And the kids are like, yeah, we've aged so much hearing about your wedding that we've actually. We've gained six years just listening to your storyline. So they laugh about the invitation, and then we go to Karen at the party space, and she's like, Look at this place! It's my turn! It's like she's just going to do all of Gypsy. <laughs> she's like, Well, I have two titles for this party. Spring Fling Kickoff, because we're kicking off spring, and the celebration of life, because we're celebrating life, that we made it through the pandemic. I also thought... Uh, I was also thinking the the party could also be called high tops and coat checks because there will be high top tables and we are going to have a coat check. So I don't know. It's very difficult deciding on the final name. Spring kickoff celebration of life. Not a pandemic. We can shake our ass off. Turning 59. Hello, party. So um, uh, it's like raining and there's it's thundering and people are starting to arrive and people are talking, people are arriving more, people are talking more. There's past apps, there's shrimp that Giselle really likes. And, um, and Karen starts talking about how she met. There's a woman named Jacqueline who looks like she's going to be the new uh, friend of, we met her earlier when Mia was talking about her. She's a friend of Mia. So I, she seems like she might be a new friend of this season. They seem to be talking about her a lot. She's already gotten a yeah, flashback, Yeah, she's a friend right? of. She's the one that Mia's coming after on Twitter, um, posting oh. uh, spousal abuse allegations and stuff. Oh, wow. So oh. Karen is... <laughs> we, like, we didn't mention, by the way, we didn't mention earlier in the episode that Mia, go, in the flashback, Mia said, if anything happens to me, I told G, he can marry you. <laughs> so I guess that deal's off the table. <laughs> so uh, Karen's uh, like, oh, I think of Tulum, Mexico, whenever I come here. Why? Tacos, why else? (laughs) Yes, Tulum, Mexico famously looks like Potomac, Maryland, but with tacos. Am I right? (laughs) Uh, So then uh, Karen's like, oh, your kids are such great kids. And Giselle's like, yeah, and they're growing, and I'm gonna cry because my kids are old. So let's talk shit about Ashley, okay? I don't think she's getting a divorce. The more I think about it, I think she's just lying. And Karen's like, well, I don't think she wants a divorce. Mm, She's a smart girl, and she wants a house, and Michael wants to stay in Concrete City, so she's saying she's gonna leave unless she gets a house, so she's getting a house. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, yeah, Ashley's learned how to play the game! And then we cut to Ashley arriving. (laughs) Yeah, they're talking about how smart (laughs) Ashley is. And she's like, how do I get this umbrella through the door? So Karen, uh, she's like, yeah, she's so smart. She she can walk through any doorway, I bet. Every single doorway, no matter what she's carrying, she can get through it. Um, And then (laughs) she's just talking shit about Ashley. And then Ashley walks in and uh, Karen's like, oh, we were just talking about you. We were just talking about you right now, yes. 
So Ashley's like, oh, good. And she takes off her jacket and she's like wearing a bikini top, basically. And was <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, Ashley. <laughs> well, we found a house because in Arlington, the housing market goes so fast. So we just had to make, a, make an offer. And Karen's like, in the LLC. She's like, yeah, with Michael. Karen says, this is no divorce, Ashley. Come on. And Giselle's like, yeah, you said you were getting a divorce. Ah. And she says, well, I said we were separating. No, you said you were getting a divorce. Ah. No, I said that I was separating from Michael. And then we see a clip at the picnic of, you're getting a divorce. Ah. It's true. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm getting separated. And I said, I'm divorcing from the notion that we are staying together. And now we are going to be separating. He's like, no, wah. So uh, Giselle's like, you said divorcing. Ah. And Ashley's like, Giselle, how can I divorce if I'm not separated? She's like, Karen's like, well, we all interpreted divorce. Just how I interpret Tulum from this taco right here. You don't buy homes with people you're divorcing. Robin is the only person with a name on that house, and it's not making sense. You're lying to me. And then we get soap opera. Dun, dun, dun. Ashley gives her a soap opera look like, uh-oh, Giselle's coming for me this year. Guess it's my turn. Yeah. And so and so uh, uh, Ashley is... Giselle's basically like, this is just not making any sense to me. You're lying to me. And Ashley's like, well, if there's anyone, it's the, if there's, if, if there's anyone it's the most transparent with, it's you. Because, like, the closer and closer I get to moving out, things are, like, getting more and more real. And, like, it does make me think, like, am I doing the right thing? I, I woke up this morning and I had a coochie craving for Michael. And they're like, ah. A coochie craving. I'm trying to eat my Tulum taco. Stop that. God, coochie craving for Michael. My God. I didn't even know those existed. That's crazy. No, and so I, I mean, I was. <laughs> Sorry, I just need to take like a silkwood shower after that. Just imagining what that would be like. Ah, no kidding. So uh, Giselle's like, yeah. So you got it on. You got it all one. Now. Um, well, if you got it all one, the time starts over for the separation. Nah, you cannot have sex with him, Ashley. And Karen's like, get a little dough. Preferably one that reminds you of Tulum. And she's <laughs> she's like, oh, you got, you're confused. Get a bag of chips and some popcorn. Snack on that. Uh, with your coochie. Okay, it was a, a, a weird a weird road I just took. Just go with me. Doesn't this still don't remind <laughs> you of Tulum? <laughs> so now more people are arriving. Like Ray wanders in and Candace and Chris. And there's lots of hugs and everything. And uh, and Giselle's like, oh, Chris, uh, there's some signature drinks over there. Uh. And he's like, oh, I'm good. I got my own. And he's like brought his own beer into the party, which is really classy. Mm, it's very Chris. And, um, and they're just like, there's more, just more like chitter chat happening. And Karen and Giselle start like gossiping with Candace about Ashley buying a home with Michael. And Candace is like, but they're divorcing. I don't understand. Allegedly. And then we see Robin telling Candace all this stuff like the day before. And um, Candace is like, yeah, that's not adding up. She's like, yeah, it's not really gelling. Like I said to Robin, if you're getting divorced, I'll throw the party because she's better than this man. And she tells us, I am elated at the idea of getting to know Ashley separate from her crusty ass, pus filled ass husband. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. It's a pretty accurate description. But yeah. you're with Chris. So, I mean, that's true. You know, glass house stones and all that. Chris is not as yeah. gross as Michael, but still, Chris is like walking around the party with the beer he brought himself. So, yeah. 
Exactly. So they're just like talking. Like Giselle's just gossiping about how they got a house. And then Ashley sits down and joins them. And uh, and C- Candace is like saying, this is what I've been waiting for, for this, this to happen. And then Ascala comes by. We get a little Ascala moment, which is exciting for some people, I'm sure. And then um, they're like, where's Robin? Where's Wendy? And so now Wendy shows up. I'm just like, it's just like people showing up. I'm like going through my notes. I'm like, and then this person walks in. And then a waiter walks in with new apps. The, t- the, t- the tray has been refreshed. So Wendy and Eddie come in and we see Trouble in Paradise because they're in different pinks. They're both in pink, but they're not matching pinks. Dun, dun, dun. So Wendy goes over to Giselle, who's at the bar, and she goes, Hi, Giselle. She gets that really high-pitched voice she gets. She's like, How you doing, Giselle? And Giselle goes, Are you speaking to me? Yeah. She goes, Yeah, how you doing? She goes, No, 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 no. No, thank you. No, no, no hugs. No hugs. I'm good. I'm good. But how are you doing? How are you doing? Beautiful. Uh, I'm amazing. Giselle is so suspicious. She's like, well, I just wanted to say hi. She goes, no touching. Uh, no touching. Bye. I'm good. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Uh. <laughs> I died. So she's like, that was the fakest shit I've ever seen. Uh. And Wendy's like, well, she shimmied, off a sh- she shimmied me off a shoulder like a damn flea. Like, I can't have a conversation. Not Giselle Bryant. <laughs> yeah, Giselle's like, hug me, ah, girl, you spent a year trashing me and my family, ah, which is so funny when Giselle pulls that card, as if she is not talking shit about, like, everyone at all times. Right, as if Giselle doesn't start every single fight on this show. So then um, we meet but, another friend of, named Riley, this is like a, Karen's friend. This is like a murder mystery. I'm sorry, because the Chirons are going out of control. It's like every single person who walks into this party is getting a Chiron. It's like, here's Vivian. Here's Riley. Here's here's Melissa. Here's Wanda. It's like, do we need to know every one of these people's names? Because I'm writing them down right now, and I'm starting to feel like I don't need to know who they all are. So Mia's like, hi. Oh, my God. Vivian, hi. I'm Mia. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Because, why? Why do you ask? <laughs> uh, so Giselle pulls Mia aside right away. She's like, wait a minute. Okay, Miss Mia, I would love to talk to you. So, cancer? No cancer? What is it? <laughs> this is what cancer, no cancer looks like? And Mia's like, um, okay, well, looks like I arrived. And she's like, Karen, did you talk to her about social media? And Karen's like, well, I told her that you would probably have questions about it. And Giselle's like, okay, so part of that you changed on social. You edited it. Because it looks like attention, attention, attention. And I didn't think that you were that girl who needed attention. You didn't? You didn't think Mia was a girl who needed attention? Are you fucking kidding me? They found her in a steak restaurant in a fucking bikini. <laughs> excuse me that was a ballroom dress and so <laughs> down so mia's like i don't need attention and just says so then why uh and then robin like walks in she's like hi hey you guys are all serious and giselle's like well i want to let you know it seems very much like you look at like like to me looks to me like you need attention nah and karen says well i said i would not choose to use social media and i certainly didn't agree with what she did Giselle's like, you said it was weird. Ah. And then we see the clip of Karen saying, I agree it's different, but we've got to hear her out. So then Ashley comes over. So now they're all kind of hovering, you know. I mean, it's like, well, to answer her question, I don't need attention. I was using my social media for a purpose. I got a phone call that said I had cancer and I was broken. And Giselle's like, 
They said you had cancer. And she goes, yeah. Well, they said when the test results came back and it looks like you have lymphoma. And then lymphoma. And after crying and going to the hospital. And it was hell. Ah, okay. So for you to sit here and sing that I was doing it all for attention. Fuck you. You're talking about my health. Fuck you. Hold on. Get into the phone camera. Click. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. And then Karen reacts by doing the thing that she actually has been doing all episode. She just does like a quick swivel away. Like, ah! <laughs> because every time something happens on this at this party and all episode, she just does, she just turns away like, ah! So it sort of ends with her doing one of the, her, her uh, swivels. And then it's like, to be continued. To be continued. The old Bravo TBC. And that brings us to the end of Potomac. It looks like it's going to be a crazy, fun season. So welcome back to our TVs, ladies. I know. I'm so happy. I'm so glad it's back. Um, So that was uh, was it for Potomac. It's a big week of Bravo this week. We've got Potomac. We've got like a million shows happening right now. Um, It's always craziness when we have this transitional period. But um, it's crazy for us. But also happiness because it is so nice having Potomac back here. Yeah, it really is. And Winterhouse comes back this week. Lots of fun stuff coming down the pike. So thanks for being here, everybody. We will talk to you manana. Bye. Which I think I heard in Tulum. Oh. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila. She's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas. She don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie. She has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying. Okay. She's always supplying. It's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleone. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg. You can't have a burger without the Berg. Sarah Greenwood. She only uses her power for good. The baby. Area betches, betches, and our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Better do what she says. It's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo. Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. She's a good hobby. It's Lauren Hobgood. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. She's the queen bee. It's Sarah Lemke. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.